Okay. We all... Okay. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report here on TalkShoe.com, Facebook Live, and Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me as usual every week is my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, welcome. Hey, Triv. Uh, got a got some good news and we got some bad news. Got some surprising news, as a matter of fact. But uh, unfortunately, the bad news we have to report tonight is uh, the WWE has lost a member of its family again uh, in the passing of WWE Hall of Famer Pat Patterson. Um, Pat was 79 years old. He was the last North American champion in the WWF. The first ever and Intercontinental he Champion. Yes, he was the very first Intercontinental Champion. So, to show our respect and pay tribute to Pat Patterson, we will now toll the bell ten times. Yeah, and he uh, passed away from com- he passed away from complications to cancer. I know you'd asked me yesterday okay. if I knew how he passed away, and uh, obviously, being the person that I am, I did my research and found out that he did pass um, of cancer. Okay, uh, that's why he's the best in the business, folks. Right up on top of that research every week, and um, yeah, so. The surprising news of the week, and I don't know if a lot of people out there are, were just as surprised as I was when I when I read it, that Sting has signed with AEW. Yeah. I don't know if it's a bigger shock. Um, I, I know, you know, a month or two ago when uh, we had talked about, or I had talked about how all his merchandise and everything was pulled off at WWE.com and this and that, and that typically goes, oh, Triv is playing with his phone. We'll be disconnected shortly. Um <laughs> and, uh, you know, that usually falls into line with same thing with Brock Lesnar. His merchandise came off, um, you know, 90 days after your contract is up, they stop selling your merchandise. And even then, it was rumored that, okay, where was Sting going to show up? So, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, okay, for most people, it was a huge surprise. Um, to me, it was a small surprise. Um, the bigger surprise of it is that he signed a multi-year contract with AEW. Right. I mean, he's 61 years old. I mean, I know yep. they've, you know, and, and I was uh, watching a video of somebody um, today who's very, very outspoken about AEW versus WWE. Um, he's a little bit, he's younger, probably late 20s. And I was watching a video, and he was defending AEW's use of Legends versus WWE's use of Legends. And saying how when WWE brings Legends in, they always wind up fighting. When AEW brings Legends in, it's just as managerial and blah, 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 blah. 
and this was after Arn Anderson was in the ring getting the shit kicked out of him. Okay, yeah, that uh, huh? kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, um, so what what they're going to do with him, don't know. Um, but it's it wasn't just a one-off. It was he's now under contract with AEW for three years at the age of 61. Now, do you think it's something to do that Tony Khan might have uh, been looking at the ratings and say, hey, we need to do something. We need to bring in, like, a megastar. You know, Sting is still a name. You know, he's a Hall of Famer. Well, and this is where we'll, I mean, we'll debate this. I'll debate this till I'm blue in the face. Um, I don't, I, I, I mean, personally... I was never a big Sting fan. Um, even when I started to get into WCW, I was never a huge Sting fan. Um, I never was one that wanted to even think about a Sting-Undertaker match. I, I just I didn't care to have him around. You know, that last go-round where he got injured in 2016 when... Seth Rollins gave him a buckle bomb and the guy never recovered from it. I, I just, I'm not a huge Sting fanatic, so it's hard for me to to get excited about a 61-year-old man being in the ring. Right, and I can definitely uh, understand your your thinking on that because I don't, I mean... He signed a multi-year contract, and is he going to be active on the roster? That's the thing. Or is it just going to be appearances, or or how are they going to do it? I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, yes. I mean, the answer to your original question was, why did Tony Khan do it? For ratings, obviously. Absolutely for ratings. <coughs> um, the other reason to me is a middle finger to Vince McMahon. Yep. And, you know, that's just, you know, if you don't want to use them, we will. You know? Exactly. Yeah. You have nothing, you have nothing for Sting? Well, <laughs> excuse me. You have nothing for Sting? You don't want to bring him in? Fine, we'll take care of it. Right. That's how he looked at it. So, all right, so we're two weeks away. From the, from the TLC pay-per-view. But before we get into that, what did you think of Monday Night Raw this past week? Um, it was okay. Um, I'm trying to... I mean, it was only Monday. And I'm trying to recall what even happened, to be honest with you. And my mind just went totally blank. Well, there was so, a women's match, Lana Nasca, and... Then they started off with the... Oh, that's right. So it started off... Um, I mean, the opening segment was a moment of bliss. Um, it's starting to come back to me now. Um, a moment yeah. of bliss of Randy Orton, where... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What did you think of the segment? Uh, I thought it was... Because Randy Orton 
Well, and he, he also uh, said that the voices in Bray Wyatt's head were Randy Orton's. Yeah. Right. So it's going to be it's going to be not only interesting, but I think it's going to be fun to see where the WWE is going to. Hi, Julie. Thanks for tuning in. Um, where it's going to be fun to see where they're going to go with this because we know they have a history uh, with the two of them. Right. Uh, when when uh, Randy Orton burned down the compound. But could something like that with Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, the thing with um, Alexa Bliss, could that be the Achilles heel that turns Bray Wyatt sometimes into like a mushy character at point at some point? Or will it turn him into a meaner, meaner individual in the ring? I don't know. Um, I I do think it's going to be turning the fiend strictly face for now. Um, you know, going against Randy Orton, who is the top heel. I don't see it making Randy Orton a face and, and the heat, the fiend, and Alexa Bliss staying heel. I definitely see it being something towards the line of you know, I, I'm not going to be surprised if somewhere down the line there's an RKO to Alexa Bliss, um, you know, trying to, you know, gear up the Fiend. Mm-hmm. I can, I can definitely see that. And uh, one of the other things we talked about on Raw as well was, I just, I just don't know what's going on with. Lana and Asuka, I mean, you said the second week in a row now, Lana has pinned Shayna Baszler, and then I had yeah, two straight, you, well, two straight, this, Yeah, two straight tag matches. Yeah, so and then I said, yes, does this mean that the WWE might want to put the tag team titles on those two? And no, like, oh, I, God, don't, oh, I, don't, I don't see that. If anything, um, well... I mean, nothing's out of the realm of possibility with WWE. Um, right. But I, I see more than likely there'll be a, a match of some sort at TLC, whether it be a tag match or a straight-up one-on-one match with Nia and Lana being a tables match. And um, I, I think it'll be the dissolution of the women's tag team. Of Nia Jax and Shannon right. Baszler. Who they lose the titles to, don't know. Uh, I mean, I hope it's not Asuka and Lana. I, I hope they're just kind of together in this because they're both fighting the same battle in Nia Jax and Shannon Baszler. Right. Um, another question I wanted to talk to you about was, maybe it's me. We haven't seen him in a couple weeks, but it could... Could they be starting to phase out Retribution? They were on this week's Monday Night Raw. What do you mean we haven't seen oh, them in a couple weeks? Okay, well, I, like I said, I only saw the first... I only get to see an hour and a half of it. It might have been on the part that I didn't get a chance to see. So. Well, then you got to do a little bit more research on the show before you you talk about it then. <laughs> because oh, I mean, Rick, Ricochet took on Slapjack on Monday Night Raw. Oh, okay. All righty. 
And then uh, Mia Yim, and then Mia Yim or Reckoning took on um, Dana Brooke. So they were in, and then they were in a couple different backstage segments as well. Okay. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to start uh, paying a little bit more attention to the Monday Night Raw research. And uh, <laughs> somebody, somebody gave us a question in uh, talk show. Oh, okay. Is Hulk Hogan still alive? Yes, he is. Well, that's obviously a wise-ass comment. That's not meant for real, in my opinion. Right. Yes, it's a guest for whoever that could be. But, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, then again, we we do uh, answer questions from people watching. So. Yeah, but yeah, I but thought I, I thought it was serious questions only. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I don't know. Like I said, we haven't got a chance to see. Uh, SmackDown yet because it's not Friday, but what do they got going on for SmackDown this week? Anything uh, interesting? Nothing right now. I mean, and that that's one of the issues. I mean, they you know I uh, read today that one of the one of the things that a lot of people with SmackDown are getting you know a little upset with is that Vince doesn't say anything about what's coming up for SmackDown until he gets. Literally, till he gets to the to the Thunderdome. Um, yep. And sometimes it's not until late afternoon. That's why you don't see matches being promoted that early for SmackDown. So it's still kind of surprising that SmackDown, with you know such little time to prepare for the show, it's still surprising as to how successful SmackDown can be uh, as opposed to Monday Night Raw when they put a lot more time in to Monday Night Raw. Maybe they're overthinking Monday Night Raw, but it's, you know, second-guessing yourself maybe because you have too much time. I I don't know. Right. And, uh, you know, it's going to be something that, you know, I don't know how... uh, I don't know how the um, how the ratings are going. If SmackDown is still beating Raw in the ratings, oh yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yes, it's been like that for a while. Okay. Raw had another drop in ratings this past Monday, but don't worry if you didn't see this past Monday. Just go to last week's Monday Night Raw because it was almost the same thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, very very little difference. And, and that's the rut that they're running into with Monday Night Raw is, you know, I mean, okay, we had a triple threat match this week, um, which we had the qualifiers for last week, but uh, I'm sorry, I don't know how much they showed on Hulu um, for Monday Night Raw, but why are they all of a sudden shoving Drew McIntyre down our throats with all these facts and showing how he eliminated Roman Reigns, or how he eliminated Brock Lesnar, how he eliminated Roman Reigns, how he beat Brock Lesnar, and and they're making this, like they're pushing this guy to be the best wrestler of all time. I mean, why? Why all, not that he doesn't deserve you know, mentioning of being 
the WWE champion, but why all of a sudden was he in like six different segments on Monday Night Raw? Well, do you think maybe they want to try and build him up to be this powerhouse like Roman Reigns? That's what, that's what I'm asking. Why are they doing this? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I couldn't tell. I mean, they're putting a lot of emphasis um, on, on the Miz catching in, too. I mean... You know, you see the tag team I mean, but that's, that's, I mean, other than Otis having the briefcase and people literally at some points forgetting who had the briefcase, that's what they've always done with the money in, ba- money in the bank holder. They've always promoted them as having the briefcase. So that, that's not new. That's something they've always done. It's new now because... Otis was useless, and and envisioning Otis as a singles champion of a major title was just absolutely hilarious and stupid. Yep. So it, it, that, that's right. nothing new. Yep. And speaking of stupid, um, let's talk about that Symphony of Destruction match. I mean, that was just, that just, to me, I mean, the ending was good. I, I like the ending, but I just thought but when it was, he, when it was he, something different. When, when he electrocuted himself? No, when he did the swanton off the top rope and right through the table. Oh, okay. And, and pinned him there. But no, the electrocution part was funny as hell. But, um... Yeah, I mean, it, it was something new that the WWE has never done before. I've never, I don't ever recall uh, seeing a match like that. And it kind of caught my eye because it's one of those things where, wow, the WWE has never done this kind of match before, so I want to check it out and see what it's like. And that's how he caught the attention, I'm sure, of a lot of people watching that match to see what it was going to be like. And I didn't, I mean, as the match went on, I thought it was, you know, it got to be pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, it was an okay match. Um, I mean, it had its its dumb parts with, you know, R-Truth hiding in the piano. And you see the, the top of the piano moving a little bit. I mean, that wasn't, you didn't need that in that match. Um, right. The electrocution part, you didn't need that in that match. Um, Elias being on that table at the end and Jeff Hardy putting these two-pound fiddles on top of him didn't need to be in that match. And that's just, you know, you, your, your Monday Night Raw, you're supposed to be, yeah. uh, no offense against SmackDown on Fox, um, but you're supposed to be the flagship show of sports entertainment. Yep. And you're not supposed to be the next Seinfeld. Right. You're not supposed to be a funny program on the USA Network. And once again, I'm not trying to take away from the entertainment part of the business. Right. But, I mean, 
okay, you want to call it a symphony of whatever, and that just means they get to use all the different musical instruments, you know, from uh, us that would be used in a symphony. Great, that's fine. But what's the stupid, you don't need the stupid comedy in it. Just got a comment from DJ. Hey guys, how's it going, DJ? Oh yeah, it says hey guys. <laughs> yeah, but because uh, whatever you, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever you did this week, this yeah. is how I'm used to seeing the show on my end, with the comments, with me on half of the screen, you on half of the screen. Not like the last oh, couple yeah. weeks. The last couple weeks, it's only been me in a little box, and I don't see the comments at all. As to where this time well, I do. I, well, that's because I didn't take my finger and scroll this way to get rid of the comments. I'm leaving them up there. No, no, no. I'm talking about on my end. Whatever oh, okay. you did to have me join the broadcast this week on Facebook Live is how it's been before. I know last week we talked about how the appearance on my screen is was totally different. And I didn't get to see any of the comments. Yeah. But now you're seeing the comments as well, too, right? Right, because whatever you did this week is how you used to do it. Okay, cool. Well, hopefully I can remember. Um, <laughs> while, 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 he's out, while he's out there watching us, uh, DJ, what did you think of that Symphony of Destruction match? I was waiting to see somebody get hit with a bass drum or something. But uh, let's see what DJ thinks was the history of... His comments on the match were, like I said, it was interesting. I've never seen it before, and it kind of caught my attention. I actually watched the match from beginning to end because I wanted to see what a symphony of destruction match was. My but, my my well, question to you is, why? Now I I had asked you before. Um, I, I don't know if I did it on the show last week. I think I did. Was ask you if you know what a sudden death triple threat match was. Nope. And they described what a sudden death triple threat match was when the match had started, shortly after the match had started, and his exact explanation of it was the sudden death triple threat match was the first person in the match to get a pinfall or submission. Oh, okay. Well, now you say, oh, okay, like that's different from a triple threat match. Right. I mean, it's it's basically the same rules. It's it, it's not basically. It's the exact it same is. rule. In a fatal yeah. four-way, in a five-way, in no matter what, any, any, any match, even a one-on-one -on -one match, even a tag team match, your standard rule is first person to get a pinfall or submission. The only difference in a triple threat match is you throw in the no disqualification aspect of it. Right. This was the exact same explanation they gave for the sudden death triple threat match. As if there's okay. another type of triple threat match. This right. is what I'm talking about with the WWE. What the... Yep. I mean, what? I know. I guess DJ really didn't uh, have too many comments to make on that match because I haven't heard anything more anything more from him. But while he's thinking about that, and we'll talk more about uh, 
the upcoming pay-per-view that's coming up in two more weeks, and we'll talk about um, NXT TakeOver, which is coming up this, uh, this Sunday. But before we do that, let's go to my favorite part of the show. Oh. And I hope it's everybody else. All right. Huh? Oh, nothing. You're just going yeah. early again. Yeah, but we haven't we haven't been on the show. We haven't been doing the show for that long. But go ahead, you can. I'll get it together here. Oh, it's only twenty three minutes into the show. Oh, okay. Well, my timer here is just twenty eight. Yeah, because you start, but you start talk you well before we actually get on the show live. Oh, right. Eventually, right. Eventually. Right. Right. But, uh... Alright, well, we still got a little bit more time. No, I'll throw it it together. Go ahead. Do your little... It was the way of burying Elias some more, is what what, uh, DJ said. I hated that. No one said anything. Okay. Now, I mean, is it something that, you know, does... The WWE is supposedly now going to phase out Elias eventually and, you know, maybe future endeavor him sooner or later. That's something that that uh, we'll have to see in the upcoming weeks. Also, I want to make mention of a comment that was made on our Top Rope Report Facebook page. The little Nugster had made a... Uh, comment that if AEW is bringing back Sting, does that mean that the WWE might have the Undertaker in the in the wing somewhere? I don't see it happening. No, that that's not what he said. He said, "I guess you can forget about a Sting Undertaker confrontation." Oh yeah, well, the Sting Undertaker confrontation was never going to happen to begin with. But that's that's what he said. I mean, I mean, I can definitely, uh, I can definitely agree with that point. But you know, even if, I mean, a Sting, a Sting Undertaker confrontation ten, twelve years ago would have been, you know, main event WrestleMania worthy. But well, in your opinion, once again, it's you know, all statements aren't agreeable upon all parties on our show. You know, because very true. I, I. Once again, I mean, average to me at best was Sting. Uh, I think his, I mean, his in-ring move set was limited. Uh, I mean, he was. I, I don't know. I, I was just never a Stinger fan. Oh, okay. All right, that's that's understandable. Now, did, now, for this triple threat match that they had this past Monday night, um, by show of hands, who wanted to see AJ Styles win? Well, there's only me and you, so... <laughs> I mean, who True. else Who else is raising their hand right now? DJ? What you got? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Elias is a good... A good what? I don't know. Good worker? You can't read no, that? Good worker. No, it just says on my screen, Elias is a good... That's it. 
Elias is a good worker and he has charisma. He's probably honestly better than half or more of the guys, but WWE just has to make him look like shit week after week. Okay, I just read the rest of the comment. Now, yeah, I said I was afraid to put to, to tap it to read the rest of it because I didn't want anything disappearing. So, but now I just read it. Yeah, to make him look like shit week after week. Yep, I, I agree. I definitely agree with that. So, yeah, but it's, uh, you know, it's going to be... It's going to be a good show this Sunday, I believe. Um, NXT TakeOver. Like I said, the only... Uh, this is really the only time... I mean, I watch it if there's really something to watch on Hulu. Like if, like if you, Greg, come up to me or DJ says, Oh, you had to check this out on NXT. I'll go to Hulu and watch it. But I'd have to say 85 to 90% of the time, the only time I watch NXT is the TakeOvers. And with this one being, uh, oh, God, it just left my mind. War Games. It's going to be, um, it's going to be a real good pay-per-view. It's going to not a pay-per-view. It's going to be a real good show, I believe. So, all right, then, if everybody's ready, then I believe we can now go to my favorite segment of the show, and that's Nuggies News. So, Greg, if you're ready... Take it away. Hey, Trip. Thank you. Um, first and foremost, I just want to uh, get to a little bit of injury news. Um, we, we had talked about, as we were talking about this triple threat match, to determine the number one contender for Drew McIntyre at TLC. Um, for a while, before, he, before all this was going on, there was the desire to put Drew McIntyre against Braun Strowman at um, TLC, as it's now looking like Braun Strowman is going to be the new big show as to where, don't worry, he's a heel today, he'll be a face tomorrow and back to a heel by Saturday type deal with his career. And uh, he had a slight slight knee injury, and they, they really weren't sure what was coming of the knee injury, so they did the whole indefinite, um, suspension with him headbutting Adam Pierce, um, getting suspended once again indefinitely as, as a backup plan. Well, the knee was what they thought, um, nothing that's going to require surgery, but something that he needs to kind of be off of it. Um, not that he has to walk around on crutches or anything, but you know, they, they do, he needs to rest and relax that knee. Um, for several weeks, so he's definitely not going to be thrust into the title picture at TLC. Um, more than likely, we haven't seen him, <coughs> or we have seen him um, probably wrestle's last match for the calendar year, and more than likely see him again in January, let him get his little month rest. So here we are talking about Monday Night Raw, and what can Monday Night Raw do? And they've now got another injury. Um, I mean, as we know, the Viking Raiders, um, they're, I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, sure. Yeah, just put it on the table over there. Um, as we all know, um, the Viking Raiders ha have been on the shelf for a while, um, 
I was going to say Seth Rollins, but uh, I mean, Becky Lynch has been out for a while. Charlotte Flair has been out for a while. So Monday Night Raw, who has this huge roster, is is starting to lose a little bit of their luster. Um, we keep seeing the same matches week after week. They're dragging up old feuds. I mean, i.e. Jeff Hardy and Elias. In my opinion, something needs to happen on Monday Night Raw, and I think we need to see an influx of some NXT talent um, or a little bit more enticing for somebody like a Charlotte Flair to be brought back and and start to perform on Monday Night Raw. Um, the women's the women's title scene on Monday Night Raw is a joke. I mean, it's an right. absolute joke. Um, yep. You know, Mandy Rose being injured, it's just one thing after another with, with Monday Night Raw. <clears throat> so, you know, just, just looking at that, um, we're, we're talking about AEW and Sting. Um, last night in AEW, there was another, another very big, um, well, I should say, a two-part happening. Um, Kenny Omega defeated John Moxley to become the TNA or not TNA, the TNT, whatever the hell it is, um, heavyweight champion, whatever their main belt's name is. I think it's the TNT Championship. And on their way out, um, whether it's his manager or somebody uh, aligned. With Kenny Omega, he was being asked a question, and he said, you'll get all your answers next Tuesday. And the interviewer was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Dynamite airs on Wednesday nights. And he alluded to whatever this guy's name was, I forget his name. Um, well, me and Kenny will talk about it next Tuesday on Impact on Access Television. So now is there a possibility that you know AEW is trying to chop down WWE and Impact is trying to chop down WWE and is it now one of those circumstances where we're going to see the two smaller promotions go together against the big promotion and try and take down WWE. And if, you know, if that were to happen, um, would you be more inclined to possibly tune in to AWE or AEW? Yeah, I would. Yeah. And I would tune in to AEW to watch that, to probably watch them fall on their face. Because I've been saying this for 25, 30, 35 plus years that I've been watching wrestling. You can't compete with Vince McMahon. Why not? Vince McMahon is, because I consider Vince McMahon the George Steinbrenner of wrestling. He's just, he's just got that, that it factor somehow. I mean, he's got, he's, he's been around, he, he, he knows, I'm not saying Tony Khan 
doesn't know what he's doing. Tony Khan is the financial guy behind AEW. I wouldn't know Tony Khan from a hole in the wall. Never seen the man. Um, I understand he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars or one of those football teams. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see... I just don't see the two of them. I mean, it's, it's a great idea. I mean, uh, if that happened, it would be, like, major to see the two the two uh, organizations get together. But I, I mean, if it happens, I don't think they'll, uh, so, they'll be able to... So, referring to George Steinbrenner and the Yankees, um, they won, they, they've won the World Series every year. There, there's nobody else that ever wins the World Series. They never beat them. They always, they, they, they're always, they've always won every year. It seems like it. But, no, uh, they won one no, world. They won one World Series in twenty years. Right, but I'm just the, saying that as far as the Yukon Huskies women's team, huh? Gino Oriema and the Yukon women's basketball team dominated the sport for years to where they would have girls go throughout their entire four-year college career without losing a game. That's dominance. That was Vince McMahon and WWE. Now if they if they go a season without losing three or four times and make it to the Final Four, they've had a good year. The rest of the competition took out Gino Oriema, i.e. Vince McMahon, and the wonderful team that he had. It can be done. Hell yeah. Vince McMahon, the, the, the shows used to get, Monday Night Raw used to get close to 3 million fans a Monday watching them. They're not going head-to-head against anyone right now. Okay, Monday Night Football. But what was your excuse before that? COVID. What was your excuse before that? Monday Night Football. What was your excuse before that? Oh, I don't know. It's summer. You can't keep having excuses. Viewership for Monday Night Raw is down to an average of 1.7 million people a week. I mean, it doesn't count, you know, people that watch it through streaming. So people that are watching it like you are through Hulu, it doesn't count you in that, but, you know, why Why did WWE have to come out with a free version of the WWE Network and charge you 99 cents to watch a pay-per-view? Yeah, because it's, it's dying. Be, right, so why wouldn't two mediocre or middle-of-the-range wrestling promotions not be able to come together and not scare the shit out of Vince McMahon. I mean, the man's over 70 years old and putting out a stale product. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can definitely see what you're saying now, yep. You know, and, and I did have an article that, for some reason, I don't remember where I saved it on my phone. Um... So we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk about that on Sunday. I'll put that in Nuggies News on Sunday. Um, it's just an example of why the WWE, you know, questions to why the WWE um, 
and I'll I'll you know quote Ox Baker pretty much by saying why why does Vince McMahon hate tag teams because he's literally destroyed the tag team division and yes, it, yes. and it had a whole list of all the tag teams in just the year 2020 that are no longer part of the WWE. I see um, Mr. Mike Cuomo is out there viewing. How are you doing tonight, Mike? Yeah, yeah and, Warwick, yep. yeah, and I, I, I see uh, Robert Flynn asking about a no top 10 list, LOL. Um, I don't know if he's referring to the uh, Kofi Kingston list from last from last show or what, but... No, when, when I used to, do, a, when I used to uh, do the show with Mike Cuomo and... Uh, Robert Flynn, Bad News Bob, as we like to call him now. Um, Bob used to come out with a top ten list. Okay. I, I didn't know who and, Robert Flynn was, so. Yeah, that's Bad News Bob. Okay. And, uh, we, yeah, he used to come out with his top ten list every week. We started calling him the top ten guy. And because uh, every, every week for the show, he would have a top ten list. And they would, you know. We had the big banner up there, PWI, which really stood for Pro Wrestling Insider, but we call we consider the people with intelligence. But um, yeah, so if you see him do that, that's just referring back to his okay. his days. So, but we want to thank him for for tuning in and watching the show. Um, yeah, so. Oh, and oh, the, the the last part. Yeah, that was the last part that I was gonna that I was gonna mention is the card for War Games. Um, I mean, I guess you can say it's now been finalized. Um, they have five matches. They did add a match to the pay-per-view. Um, Timothy Thatcher's taking on Tomasa Champa in a singles match. Um, the other matches that are on there is a strap match between Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. The triple threat match for the North American, well, the NXT North American Championship Leon Ruff defends against Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. <clears throat> then we have the men's War Games match. It's the Undisputed Era versus, um, I, I, they call themselves Team NXT, but it's Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Danny Burch, and Oni Lorcan um, against the Undisputed Era, which, if you don't know, is Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish. And then the women's war games match, which is Team Candice, um, which is Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm, versus the official team of Team Shotzi, which is Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and after added to the team last night was Io Shirai. As somebody on this show mentioned on Sunday um, that that would be the remainder of the team, but I won't take full credit for it. I'll just pat myself on the back. Um, so that is the official War Games lineup for War Games on Sunday. I think that women's War Games match is going to be explosive. Well, that, I, I, think the, I think the men's match is going to be explosive too. I really do. But, no. I mean, the women's match, with adding Io Shirai, and then you got Rhea Ripley, and... And Rhea Ripley's, you know, team, Rhea Ripley's team has the advantage. So, they'll yeah. have the plus one up until all eight competitors are in there. Yep. 
Which, if I yeah, if I remember correctly, to last year, both winning teams did not have the advantage. I don't. I don't. I don't remember now. No, I don't. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. So that that advantage doesn't doesn't mean much. Right. I um I I I think you're right as far as not having an advantage. I I believe you, that's the way it is. Well, I know team Team Ripley last year was one being just um Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae against the entire team of of um. Shayna Baszler, due to Dakota Kai taking yeah. out Tegan Knox and then just walking away. Right. So. Yep. So that's going to be this Sunday on the WWE Network. So you definitely want to check that out. I know I'm going to be watching it. And I'm kind of glad that it's this Sunday. Um, I almost, I, I, for some reason, I thought it was the week before, um, TLC, but it's two weeks before TLC, so that's going to be a, a good pay-per-view to watch. Also, possibly next Sunday, here live on the Top Rope Report, um, our in-studio guest, well, not our in-studio guest, but our guest on the phone with us, joining us live, um, will be the Guardian of Chaos. Big Daddy is going to be um, gracing us with his presence. He uh, was on the show one other time, and the recording got messed up, and we didn't get a chance to record the show. So now that things seem to be going pretty well as far as the recording goes, it just jinxed us. Yeah, but, yeah um, you're just screwed now. <laughs> yeah, so you, you might want to tune in next week to check out the top rope report as we present to you live the guardian of chaos big daddy gonna be an explosive show you don't want to miss it also that this so. coming sunday um is also on you know depending on where you are and, and when your football games are on fox is their yearly tribute to the service um the wwe salute to the troops um they have three advertised matches for that. See, this was something else I wanted to mention in Nuggies News I forgot about. Um, the matches they have advertised are the women's, um, a women's match between Sasha Banks and her tag team partner Bianca Belair versus Bailey and Natalia. WWE Champion Drew McIntyre takes on The Miz. And then a 10-man tag team match with King Corbin, Elias, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode taking on Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Jeff Hardy, and the Street Profits. Um, so those are the three matches that they have. Um, they if, if you have a 1 o'clock Fox football game in your area... Tribute to the Troops is on, I think, at 4.30. If you have a 4 o'clock game, Tribute to the Troops is on in your area at 3 o'clock. Um, at first, I questioned as to why Fox should put Tribute to the Troops on Sunday when there's an, a takeover event, but 
it's on during the day, so they won't be going, you know, head to head. Yeah, and, and that will be. And I just want to verify, double check that will be on Fox, correct? Yes. Okay, because I know they used to have it on USA. Yep, but it's on Fox this time. Okay, so you definitely want to tune uh, tune in WWE's tribute to the troops. Always a great show. Yeah, I mean, but uh, there's great. some some big names on there. I should say there's some pretty big names missing um, on that. I mean, I understand why you wouldn't have, say, Roman Reigns on Tribute to the Troops. Because um, I, I won't say 100%, <clears throat> but I'm <clears throat> 98% will guarantee that the faces win every match at Tribute to the Troops. Yeah. I, don't, yep. I don't think a heel has ever... One on tribute to the troops, so that's probably why you're not right. going to put a Roman Reigns on there. Um, and maybe the Fiend is too scary to be on tribute to the troops for the little kids. But right. why, why wouldn't a fan favorite like the New Day not be on tribute to the troops? Right, or Big E. Right. Right. I really don't know if Big E's like a major fan favorite just yet. I mean, well, yeah, he I is because he's still part of the New Day. He still comes out right. to the New Day song and everything, and he still has the same uniform. And you know, they're in the same video game with the same gear. He's still part of New Day in my eyes. They just wrestle right. on separate shows. Yeah. As far as, ooh, excuse me, as far as his uh -oh. singles, it's getting close to Trish's bedtime. He's yawning. <laughs> as far as um, his singles aspect and his singles career goes, I have no idea what WWE is going to go with that. So, but um, yeah, getting back to the NXT takeover there for a minute. What do you... Um, what do you see now? It's not an is it an elimination like last year's. What is and, what like an elimination? Well, like last year when you said it was um, Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae against the other team because the other three people got beat, they left, right? They had to no Tegan Tegan no 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 Tegan Knox never got to enter the match. Because Dakota Kai attacked her when she was coming to enter the match. And then Dakota Kai left the arena. Leaving it a four on two. War Games is not an elimination. It's first team to get a pinfall or submission. If you leave the cage for any reason after the match starts, you lose. You lose the match oh. by forfeit. It's not an escape the ring. It's not an escape over the top of the cage. You are in a cage with two rings, and there's two reps, one in each ring, so the rep doesn't have to go back and forth between rings, and it's the first team to get a pinfall or submission. And, I still think, I, and that, that one is going to be a, a, a really good match. they got a lot of storylines coming out of that. they got a lot of... Feuds coming out of that, so it's gonna it's gonna be. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be a great show, but it's gonna 
that show. So we'll have to see this Sunday coming up. But, um, yeah, so as far as TLC goes, it is the last pay-per-view of the year. Um, dying to see what they're going to have, what they're going to put together for different matches. Who's going to have a tables match? Who's going to have a ladders match? You know, who's going to have all three? Because, you know, somewhere along the line, there's going to be one match where it's going to be all, where it's just going to be tables, ladders, and chairs. Right, well, in, in my opinion, in if you're doing a, T, just like when we talked about Extreme Rules, um, I think that if you're having a TLC pay-per-view, every match on the card has to be either a tables match, a ladders match, a chairs match, or a straight-up TLC match. That That's my right. opinion. I don't know what uh, your thoughts are about that. No, I agree, because well, what's, what's the purpose of having... The TLC pay-per-view, if you're not going to have every match have something to do, like a TLC, like have a tag team match for a ladders match, or have a women's match for a tables match. Yep. Uh, Got to have those. So, I mean, do they have any listings of what matches are going to be? Or? Well, the only match they have listed right now is the Drew McIntyre-AJ Styles match, which, as of this, you know broadcast, there's no stipulation or anything to it. Oh, okay. Alright, I didn't know if they had a stipulation. But yeah, let me get your opinion on uh, on that match, Greg. The, um, the triple threat match. Keith Lee, Matt Riddle. Nope. Or, no, Riddle. Riddle. I mean. Riddle. <laughs> God, God forbid you have two AJ, names. Yeah, and AJ Styles. I mean, did, well, I mean, what, what did you think of the match? I mean, were you... Was there anything that made you think that, you know, oh, God, Riddle might actually win this, or I'd like to see Keith Lee against um, Drew McIntyre, or if it's going to be, oh, God, it's AJ Styles against McIntyre, I don't think that's going to be a great match. What was your opinion on it? Well, of, of all your choices, none of the above. Because I never had a, oh shit, it's it's only going to be AJ Styles. I, I don't know why you would think that. Um, I think AJ Styles uh, against Drew McIntyre could be a great match. Um, I think AJ Styles is one of the underrated wrestlers in WWE. People forget how, how good of a wrestler AJ Styles can be. Um, you put him in the spotlight, he's going to shine. He, he's not... He's not I mean, he's not the Miz. I mean, no offense against the Miz. Miz is more microphone than he is action, where AJ Styles just happens to be good on the mic, but he's great in the ring. And that's that's proof in the pudding. You put him in the ring with a great wrestler, i.e. Daniel Bryan, and they put on a 45-minute match on a weekly show, you're just... It's not that match wasn't great just because it was Daniel Bryan. It was great because it was Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Right. And then you and throw in the was... X factor because more than likely it will be some type of stipulation, which means there won't be a disqualification. So you have to put AJ Styles' bodyguard almost in there as as an X factor. Yep. Absolutely, and um, I believe well, when you're mentioning 
Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. I mean, we we saw that match, and I mean, that's to me that's front runner for match of the year right now for this year. I mean, like you said, it was on a weekly show that is only on for either two hours or three hours, one of the two, and it went forty five minutes. So that was yeah, it was SmackDown, so it was two hours. Two hours, and out of those two hours. 45 minutes of that two hours was Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, and they did not disappoint one minute. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, we even said that one time when we were at Hooters, when we saw John Cena versus AJ Styles. And it was like, wow, that was a really good match as well. Yeah. Trying to remember remember, uh, which pay-per-view that was. I don't know. Uh, I think it was the SummerSlam. Uh, a while back, but, you know, whenever you, I mean, AJ Styles has been around the world over, I mean, New Japan, TNA, and he's been champion everywhere he's gone. If he beats Drew McIntyre for the title, will I be surprised? Yeah, but I won't be shocked. I mean, right. if he wins the title, then, that that you know. That's a perfect way to put it. I, would I be surprised? No. Would I be shocked? No. <laughs> right. Because he's a two-time champion, so, I mean, even if he wins, I won't be disappointed and say, oh, shit, AJ Styles is champion. No, because you're not losing anything. Right. You're still getting a great wrestler who has just won the title, and you're not going to be disappointed in any of his matches. Right. Exactly. So, yep. And you've been listening to the broadcast of the Top Rope Report here on Anchor. Um, We have... You know, we uh, thank you for listening and tune in this Sunday, 10 a.m., for another episode of the Top Rope Report.